When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is September 30th, 2022, Smackdown Rampage. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Alfred Kanawa and NYC Demon Diva Issa and Roman. Tonight, to talk about all the wrestling we saw. Look at the energy on this panel. Look how excited <laughs> Roman looks. <laughs> Got to bring Butch. it up a little bit here, you know? Yeah. Hooray. Bring it up, man. You know? Get hype. Yeah. We'll try. <laughs> we'll do our best. That's what we're here for. We're here to make you feel good about Come wrestling. Come on. Both shows, both shows were mid. I'll start. Wow. That's a compliment to me. I think they were a little below mid. But mid is a fair assessment. Yeah, I mean, we got we got the um, we got the QR code, and then I ended up I was doing a watch along, and I ended up calling haunted numbers for like the next hour. It was fun. <laughs> I mean, okay, so here's the deal. Real talk. Rampage was pre-taped. Uh, a lot of the WWE roster tonight lives in Florida. They're obviously affected by the storm. Our thoughts are with everybody who uh, has been dealing with the devastation. And, of course, those in Puerto Rico that are still recovering. Um, but that impacted tonight's SmackDown. Tonight was had kind of a house show vibe to it. And it was okay for what it was. There were some good moments, but this was not WWE playing uh, a full, full, uh, full team, full bench. And Rampage, look, Rampage is always going to suffer from a pre-taped show because if anything good happened, you'd hear about it ahead of time. Yeah, but I also feel that even if it was pre-taped, if there were big stars in the show, if there was a big angle, if they did yes. invest in making the show an A show, I think that's the problem. I really don't think it's that much of a difference between pre-taped and, and live as long as the show comes off as a big deal. Like, maybe the live ratings would be higher if everything else is equal. But if the show comes off as an A show, then people are going to tune in, even if it is taped. But this just doesn't. And this was a quintessential type of show that I felt like almost literally nothing happened. I mean, yeah. think about it this way. 99% of baseball games that are DVR'd are never watched. Because why in the hell would you watch baseball if it's already happened? Yeah, I can see that, but wrestling is a little more rewatchable than live sports because it's more episodic and there's like storylines and stuff like that. But I can see that comparison. Yeah, and SmackDown was fun. And when I say house show, by the way, I don't mean that necessarily is a bad thing. I've had a great time. I've had a better time at WWE house shows than pay-per-views I've gone to. Oh, yeah. You know? But, I mean, we had people from both rosters showing up. Like, it was not coherent storytelling at its finest. Yeah, and a legitimate excuse, though, to be fair, yeah, in terms absolutely. of why all these people had to come over to the other show. And it 
did seem fresh to see Kevin Owens on SmackDown, to see certain people who usually aren't there. Bianca Belair, you almost never see her on SmackDown uh, because obviously there's a situation with Hurricane Ian. But uh, yeah, if you're looking at the week-to-week storytelling, how some of these came about was very confusing. Yes. Yeah. Before we dive into everything, Alfred, what is going on in the news? Well, uh, quite a little bit. Some good, some bad. Let's start with the bad. Randy Orton. There's an update on Randy Orton. And the update is there really isn't much of a timetable for his return. In fact, there is concern within WWE of whether or not Randy Orton is going to uh, be able to return anytime soon. There's concern over the severity of his back injury. Of course, he uses the RKO over years. It took the toll on him. And now there's talk of if and it isn't if Randy Orton is able to come back at full speed, will he be able to use the RKO? And I don't think there's a wrestler anywhere in the industry that's more associated with his finish than Randy Orton is with the RKO. Uh, but concern over his back, Ethan. Uh, concern over anything. First of all, we refer to him as Daddy Orton in this mm-hmm. household. Just want to make sure you're aware of that. Um, yeah, I mean, I just want him to be okay. We got 20 beautiful, amazing years out of Randy Orton. So take your time, come back healthy, but it is concerning. It is very concerning. No, absolutely. And I think there's things he could do even not in the ring. I mean, as an on-screen personality. Yeah, he could just show up shirtless and I'll be happy. (laughs) There you go. Yeah, How many many times have you seen uh, uh, 12 Rounds 2, Issa, starring Randy Orton? I have not seen it. You know what's weird is 12 rounds was on the other day. So I've seen 12 rounds with John Cena. I've seen 12 rounds three lockdown with Dean Ambrose. Never saw 12 rounds two with Aunt Randy Orton, though. I haven't seen any 12 rounds. <laughs> Oscar snub. Yeah, 12 rounds three lockdown with Dean Ambrose, like Moxley. Like he's legitimately good in that movie. And they shot mm-hmm. that like super on the cheap, like it's inside a police station. The first one's like a diehard three ripoff, big budget. The third one is. Uh, he's got 12 rounds in his gun, and he's take oh. care of some corrupt cops. So in, they changed in, the meaning of rounds. Yeah, it's a different type. And it all takes place in a, an office building. Like the entire film is shot in like an office building. Oh, like Gremlins like, too. That's like if Step Up Three was about stairs and not dancing. Now we're talking about steps, not not steps. <laughs> but that's interesting. Up- no, uh, praise yeah. out to Randy Orton. Now, this is a serious situation with Randy Orton. The thing that's ironic about this is nobody is better at doing more with less than Randy Orton in terms of being a good worker who knows how to get the most reaction out of less of an effort. I'm not saying he doesn't put much effort in, but he's just very smart in terms of doing things that aren't going to be dangerous or hurt him. It'll be very tough to work around the RKL. If anybody could do it, it's Randy Orton. But I mean, that is such a hot finisher, partly because the internet took it and made it such a hot finisher in terms of RKO out of nowhere. And I just hope Randy Orton is okay. Thank you doing this push with Riddle and the story is always that Randy Orton's going to come back down the line and maybe reunite so that they can continue uh, RK bro. But that doesn't look like it's happening anytime soon. But if this was his last run as an ring competitor, what a run. I mean, you remember when he came back in 2016, people were not enthusiastic because of his previous run so much. Um, And I think that things got a little mucked and mired with uh, the Bray Wyatt feud and the, House of Horrors match and whatnot, but I think with Riddle, he's been gold. I think he's had an excellent uh, last run. I mean, I, ho- I hope he's doing okay, but his health is first and foremost the most important thing. 
if this is his last run, I'm going to be extremely upset because I thought a Survivor Series, we were going to get Roman Reigns against Randy Orton. And my body was ready for that match. And then he ended up dropping the title back to Drew McIntyre a week before Survivor Series. So I am extremely upset if we're not going to get to see grown and sexy Randy Orton against head of the table Roman Reigns. That is the match that all girls dream about. I didn't think there was a way you could hate Drew McIntyre more, but that would be another reason for you to not stand Drew McIntyre. Yeah. But uh, Randy Orton and Roman Reigns, I mean, that sounds like it would have been a hot match. That was, I believe they were playing that for SummerSlam. Literally. Both those guys were, yeah. <laughs> Harder for some people than others. <laughs> but uh, let's move on to uh, Sasha Banks. Something's going on to, with Sasha Banks. She recently changed her Twitter handle, not her name. Her whole handle, this is a process that I believe takes three weeks, sometimes a month, sometimes longer. She changed her whole Twitter handle to Mercedes Bernardo, her real name. And so Sasha Banks now going by his real name, her real name. There's a lot of speculation as to what that means. Is it because she's making a move to Hollywood and she wants to make an imprint as Mercedes? Or is it because she has no interest in messing with WWE and now this is the first step of her distancing herself. It seems that there's a lot of chatter. Sasha Banks did respond cryptically by saying new handle, same handler. So didn't really answer any of the questions that are out there. What's going on with Sasha Banks, Issa? And do you expect to see her back in WWE anytime soon? Honestly, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know what to think. Like we've seen her and Naomi do a couple of like fashion week fashion shows. I know that Sasha has a lot of mainstream appeal. I just want her to be happy, whatever it is that she ends up doing. But we have seen a lot of WWE superstars using their real names on some of their handles. Usually it's more on Instagram that we see it on Twitter. Mm. But this isn't the first time that we see it. If you go search some of them on Instagram, you will actually see their handles are their real names. Yeah. I don't know. This could be something to throw us off. Uh, maybe she's coming back to WWE, but under her real name. Ah. That would be an ultimate sort. I couldn't see that happening, but that you know, Triple happen. H, Triple H is really getting into this viral marketing, and apparently he's a big fan. I think his eyes might have been open to that SmackDown number they did. So maybe this is some type of viral marketing campaign where they're going to change her name, make people think that she's quitting, and then she's going to show up as a white rabbit. What? Wait, what? <laughs> make sure okay. you're paying attention. <laughs> would you guys be disappointed if the white rabbit was Sasha Banks? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I am so I am so tuned into the fact that the White Rabbit is Bray Wyatt, and I think everybody is. That I think there will be a little bit of oh, okay, but if it's Sasha, I think people will still take it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we definitely wouldn't see it coming, but it is not what people are expecting. I mean, will she be back? Who knows? But it's funny talking about going Hollywood. I was thinking about this the other day, like. Have y'all watched movies lately? Like, there's 20 actors in all of Hollywood that work on a regular basis. Like, if you're not Jake Gyllenhaal or, like, Bryce Dallas Howard, like, you, there's not a lot of people that you see in prominent films on a regular basis anymore. I will I will absolutely agree with you there, but what is a prominent film anymore? I feel it's like true. the idea of a prominent film is a dying type of industry in terms of people are on Apple TV now, people are getting that yeah, yeah. money. So it's spread out all over the place and there's more places to work in terms of being in movies and TV and content. But it yes, there are less big time movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that doesn't pay. Better. 
you know and there's some good stuff out there i watched like do revenge last week on netflix that was good but i like already almost forgotten about it in the last week you know there's, there's a lot of those out there i mean what you can do go start on a bunch of like hallmark films at the holidays like there's secondary markets but i don't know if she's gonna make more money doing that or work i mean it'll be less of a toll on her body but i don't know that she's gonna be working less for more money necessarily well, in terms of the mark, she did work with Disney Plus, which is one of the bigger streaming services. And yeah, but what, what do you think? So. What do you think a supporting actor on The Mandalorian? And this is no disrespect sure. to Sasha. I want Sasha to get as much cash as possible. But I'm saying that, like, fifth on the call sheet for a Disney Plus series. Like, right, you, but you, you gotta give her a little. Isn't that like her first starring know, role? I know, in I know. It's a good place to start. Yeah, I know, but even like a headliner on a show like that, like after you pay your managers, your taxes, like you're coming out of it and you might be able to buy like like a mid-level luxury car. And it's also fair to state that it might not even be for the money. I, almost I'm certain it's not in terms of Sasha Banks because she discussed in her chronicle that there are a lot of triggering moments in the wrestling business for true, her true. and she does lose sight of who she is, which is a very serious thing. And so maybe she's just trying to transition out. It just feels like there is just so much like angst between these two sides in terms of Sasha Banks and WWE. And they always seem to get back together and then split up and back and forth. And I don't know how healthy that is long-term in terms of Sasha Banks keeping a relationship like that, uh, not blaming or pointing any fingers. I'm just saying, knowing what she's going through, I don't know how healthy that is to continue if it's inevitably going to sour at some point. Now, I think I saw this interview in an interview. Didn't she allude to some entrepreneurial stuff she wants to do? Because that is where the money is. Yeah, I don't know what specifically, but I've heard her talk about wanting to start her own business. And yeah, that's the thing. I think we're almost doing. I, I mean, she's definitely a superstar, but I'm saying like the idea of like her going to Hollywood, like she can become mega rich yeah. if uh, she comes up with the next brand and she's got the influence to to make it work. So I don't know. I'm excited well, to see what she does like, next. The, the, she could have done this, the Mandalorian, like you said, not for the money, just for the exposure. True, true. Like a lot of like the biggest influencers, this isn't just actors a lot of the biggest influencers on tiktok for example tiktok barely pays but it gives them the platform to get their names out there and get other opportunities mm -hmm. that allow them to make that money so that could have been the same situation here with sasha banks as well and then yeah. if she does start her own company she can have a reality show and i'm sure they will say at least two dozen times from legit boss to legit boss <laughs> with there the blueprint go. for success <laughs> what else? I mean, you could be the producer. You should be the showrunner for this reality show. What, yeah, what are we doing here? You just need to start a company, Mercedes. You just need to start a company just for the reality show. It actually doesn't even matter what the company is. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's get to my favorite wrestling news story of the week. The Generation X is having a reunion a week for Monday in the Barclays Center, Brooklyn. And there are now concerns backstage of a potential chant of daddy ass. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but Billy Gunn is quite possibly more over in his career than he ever has been. And oh, by the way, he did it by hanging out with cool young black guys. So they pushed it. He became cool. Daddy ass is a sensation. And WWE has noticed, apparently, there are plans to combat a potential daddy ass chant if it breaks out. I don't know if this means they're going to lower the volume of the chant. I don't know if this means Triple H is going to have a slick one-liner for that chant. But DX is ready. Maybe this means Daddy Ass himself will be in Brooklyn to uh, appear as part of this DX reunion the way he did appear with them during the Hall of Fame. But uh, I'm excited for this segment either way. 
should WWE be scared of potential daddy ass backlash? Are you here for the ass wars, Issa? Uh, okay. <laughs> sure. I mean, daddy ass is great. I, I would love to hear the, sh the chant. We'll see what happens. I think DX is such a big act and people are going to be so excited to see them that it might, it might not really be a thing. I don't know. Do you think they're going to be ready for all that scissoring in the Barclays Center? It is National Scissor Day on Wednesday. I'm so excited for this yeah, celebration. Absolutely. Should be a fun celebration. And Barclays is interesting because it is WWE territory. It's New York, but a lot of hardcores go there. Very impassioned. AEW, at least the first time they went to New York, sold very well and uh, didn't do very good business the second time around. But there are people in Barclays who follow both products. So there's going to be a knowledge there, but I'm kind of more with you, Issa, in that I don't think this should be too much of a concern that they're going to break into this long daddy ass chant. I expect it to get shouted down if that does happen. Uh, one of the indications, there really aren't very many CM Punk chants anymore, especially once it got really <laughs> ugly between WWE and AEW. You don't see any CM Punk chants, so uh, I don't really expect daddy ass to be part of that. What does the CM Punk chant will represent now on present day? That's <laughs> what I want to know. I feel like CM Punk is like the last resort. If WWE had just done something, it would be like, like if they had another ref stoppage situation with The Fiend and Seth Rollins, I feel like you break the emergency glass for the CM Punk chant if they're that pissed. Otherwise, I don't see it coming back. I think the CM Punk chant as a, as a rebellious thing over something that you don't like died when he came back. Yeah. Great point. Well, and now it's... You know. No, I don't even know what it will represent. If I bust out into a CM Punk show. Oh my god, sorry. <laughs> I know you we have, have, have goals. You know what the CM Punk chance for? It's kind of like in Dog Day Afternoon with the Attica chant. Like if my friend ever pisses me off and I talk about suing him, I start yelling CM Punk, CM Punk. <laughs> exactly. Thug life, and then I spit at the camera. If it's ever revealed that somebody shares a bank account with their mother, people can start chanting CM or Punk. Somebody, if somebody's eating a muffin. Oh CM Punk chant. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mindy's Bakery. Close on Mondays and Tuesdays. <laughs> and uh, that's the news. One more quick story. Oh, yes. Dynamite down because of Hurricane Ian. And that is part of the reason, but they had been on is a five-week streak of a million. It's not why. Because they did 990,000, which is only down 5%. Uh, Weather Channel had a really big night. It was number one because people were checking updates for the uh, hurricane 444,000. How many people tuned out after the first 10 minutes of the show? I'm sure people did. I'm sure a lot of people tuned out after the first 10 to 15 minutes. And th this wasn't really an AEW Dynamite, me watching that I felt was going to keep that streak going, even if there wasn't a hurricane and, and possibly because they're limited staff. But I mean, AEW is very deep. I don't know if that's a good excuse in terms of they didn't have enough guys. They just offered a freaking contract to Bandito on top of all the other talent that they have there. So even if there are some people staying home, clearly you saw on this show, people were able to, to step up. But, it, you know, this show just did not come to the level of where it's been in previous weeks. Agreed. I agree. I, I personally think that Dynamites after All Out were booked very solid. And if I look at post Muffin Gate, <laughs> I think this was the weakest Dynamite episode that we've seen. And they had a reason to a lot of a lot of the staff on WWE and AW both live in Florida. So I'm, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. I think a lot of the script probably had to be changed around who could make it and who couldn't make it. We'll see what they give us next week. But some of the matches that are advertised for next week are also not as solid as what we have mm. been seeing. We'll see where it goes. Well, 
Other news breaking as we went to air is that Japanese wrestling legend Antonio Inoki is dead at the age of 79. Uh, of course, he is one of the most influential and important figures in the history of Japanese professional wrestling. WWE paid tribute to him tonight during their broadcast. And uh, 79 years old, what an incredible, incredible life. Squared off against Muhammad Ali in an infamous wrestler versus boxer match in 1976. They consider that the first ever mixed martial arts match. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, just uh, a huge, huge legacy. Yeah, you could argue the most important figure in the history of Japanese wrestling. And it Agreed. was kind of jarring to see Michael Cole and Corey Graves pay homage to him in the way they did. But he is a WWE Hall of Famer. I'm only saying so in that there's a lot of loose language referring to him as a promoter. And I thought it was a very well done tribute. Yes, it was. No, absolutely. Uh, so, yes, sir. Uh, thoughts with his family. Uh, a couple super chats. Sheed Black, $1.99, saying the Marine is as bad as the legend of Chun Li. <laughs> Still haven't watched that yet. I heard Chris Klein, though, is pretty uh, remarkable in it. The legend of Chun Li. I got to check that out. Me too. <laughs> it's some sour diesel walks and Chun Li with some ice cream. It's got a uh, what's her face from Smallville, I think, playing uh, Chun Li. Doesn't it, Christian? Not the Nixium one. Uh, the other young lady from Smallville who played Lana Lang, I believe, plays Chun Li, and Chris Klein from American Pie plays Guile. Um, yeah, it's like supposedly takes place before Street Fighter the movie. Sounds horrible. Yeah, uh, I watched Cyborg the other night again with Jean Claude Van Damme, and that was not as good as I remembered it to be. Bloodsport, uh, <laughs> though, we watched the other night. That's still awesome. But it, it, that was yeah. that's a classic. I mean, Bloodsport is legitimately a great movie. People try and yeah. be like, oh, it's a B-movie. like, no, this is no. like solid, solid storyline, solid acting, solid fighting. Like, there's nothing about that film I would change. I love Bloodsport. Me too. So good. So good. And the first Marine isn't bad if you like a movie where every time they leave a building, it explodes. <laughs> you know? Uh, Tony, or Tox Kazim, pardon me. I see, I see the TK. I just started thinking Tony. Tox Kazim, 499. Triple, oh, what if Toxazim is Tony Khan in our chat secretly under an alley? Listen, look at the initials. Yes, Triple H is making me nervous on Lashley. The Hurt Business needs to... What if Tony... Okay, Toxazim is saying the Hurt Business needs to rebuild again. What if Tony Khan has a burner account where he's like legitimately a WWE fan and like is tweeting like sincere takes? Legitimately, he is. He is a mark. He's, a, he's the biggest mark there is. So. Like he's rich tonight. He's like, oh man, what's this going to mean for maximum male models if Max Dupree's leaving? You know, like the best part would be if he accidentally tweeted it from his actual account. <laughs> that would be great. I, I would love it if Tony Khan just watched and live tweeted along with Raw or SmackDown one week. He should. He really should. I'm not even kidding. Not even in a trolling way, but just look at 15 tweets or one every quarter hour, eight tweets. You just follow along if you did that once you could bring some attention to him so. it'd bring the story of the night alfred uh, number one tony twitter fingers fan he yes, wants yes. more He's tweets my, from tony Tony Cohen. twitter fingers does not get enough respect he needs to go into the wb hall of fame next year i think do you have it set up on your phone so just you his get a, tweet. like a, just you, his tweets yeah. just his tweets yeah, like they don't even they don't even uh, invite him they just have this twitter account like don't come oh we're gonna screenshot your tweets and we're gonna send those in the hall of fame <laughs> do you have it set up on your phone so you get a push notification every time tony tweets like, I do not, but it knows to notify me. My okay. phone and I are very close. Do you follow him? I don't. We talk to each other in DMs sometimes, but I don't think we follow each other. No. Pause. Totally, totally platonic. Don't get any rumors started. Uh, so uh, the hurt business, though, hurt business needs to rebuild. 
Um, I, I wouldn't say that I'm nervous about Lashley. I feel like Lashley is the de facto world champion on Raw. They've really done a good yeah. job. In fact, a better job with the United States Championship since Triple H took over. And Lashley put on a banger against Rollins last time mm -hmm. we saw him, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I think Lashley is still, still pretty high up in the Monday Night Raw. He's right. on that short list. We were talking about this recently, Issa, when we did the show with Raw. She's on the very short list of people who receive like a much bigger reaction than everybody else. Whereas just yeah. about everybody receives the same degree of reaction, some more, some less. And lastly, I think him, Roman Reigns, there's just a couple of people who get that big reaction. He's one of them. Please do not, do not compare anybody's reactions to Roman Reigns' reactions. Thank you. What if I said Lashley's were better? What are you going to do about it? I'll fight you. <laughs> okay. I'm, uh, I was just Alex kidding. Diaz, 1990, with a dollar ninety-nine super chat saying, "Sources are saying the White Rabbit is Adam Rose." <laughs> you know, the, the instigator in me wants it to be a troll job. Like, I want it to be like the gobbledygooker or something. You guys don't think it's a gobbledygooker? Hornswoggle. <laughs> Hornswoggle would be fun. Uh. Michael Martinez, 499. Who's the pizza guy on Dynamite? Any news on Paige Van Zant? Where has she been? Issa, I don't think we've talked about this. What do you think about Luigi Primo? Are we fans of Luigi Primo? I never heard of him until he got knocked out by Ethan Page. Mm. Yes, he I know. To... I'm not a fan of him. I'm not, I don't want that pizza. It looks gross. That doesn't look any kind of like, no, 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 he's not it. Very polarizing figure. He went viral for this uh, pizza spot that he had the dough and he put it between his legs. So now he's part of AEW. You know, Nero was subtweeting I'm him. sorry. I have such level of respect for pizza that I, no. Did it help that he put over New York pizza as being better than Philly pizza? I mean, I come mean, on. New York pizza is be better than any pizza, period. Yeah, I mean, let's just be real. He was just speaking facts. <laughs> I missed the pizza show on Vice. Did you guys ever see that when that was on? It was just what the was pizza show was just it was called the pizza show and it was oh. just it's on YouTube I think or it's out there but it's like they would just visit different pizzerias but they did like multiple episodes on New York it's great talk about the history different styles of pizza like it's it's one of the best TV shows and what's funny is we couldn't watch it and not want to order pizza every time we were watching because it, it just looks so delicious wow. learned about that the cold cheese slice. My diet right now I haven't had learned good greasy pizza in way too long. You had the cold cheese slice before it's popular in upstate New York? No. no, no, no. What they do is they take a hot pizza right out of the oven, right? Cheese is piping hot. You couldn't put it in your mouth. So they put some cold mozzarella on top of it, and then you wrap it, and the cold mozzarella cools down the hot cheese. It's actually delicious. Very sure good taste though. sensation. And Philly did the, the Philly cheesesteak pizza where you literally take the Philly cheesesteak and put it in, in between the big slice. That looks disgusting. We have a oh, now I could go the, for some pizza. We have a leader in the clubhouse for the White Rabbit, Ahmed Johnson. I there love that prediction. I love the energy behind that. It could be Ahmed Johnson. Ahmed Johnson still hasn't had that one more run. Uh, Kelvin R. Alexander, $5. Sasha will be back, but on our own terms, I'm willing to be patient with her. Sure, we'll see. I mean, things seem to change on a daily basis with this. Mm -hmm. I remember, remember when they brought back those tag titles and it was – Everybody was just kind of chattering. Oh, yeah, they signed, sealed, delivered any minute now. And it's been, what, a month with these new titles? No Sasha and Naomi. So it makes me feel like they did have plans and maybe those fell apart. Listen, the the, the reporting on, on wrestling contracts hasn't been the most reliable recently. So I'm just going to watch the shows and see who shows up, who doesn't show up, and leave it at that. That's what I like about it is that now you don't know who to believe. So and maybe Malachi Black does show up next week. As the white rabbit? 
Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. A couple more super chats here. Alex D has Buck ninety nine. Can you guys cover NXT level up instead of Rampage? Can you imagine the shit we would get if we did that? That would be a bigger troll job than Ahmed Johnson, but that would be a fun one of these episodes. We should just go into level up. No explanation, not no reasoning. We I want to watch level up, level up. But Saturday, the last thing I'm thinking about is wrestling. What? Things nobody ever said. I want to watch level up. <laughs> oh, I, do. I think it looks fun. It looks like a fun show. Sure, Glenn. Issa, have you ever been? You've never been to a true NXT house show, not the main, not the TV roster, but the Florida yeah, have, house show. Yeah, have. those are so fun when you see like the real raw talent that's out there just finding their way. I do see a lot of clips of it, and the first time I ever saw Quincy Elliott was on Level Up. Yeah, and it was Love at First Sight there. So, uh, Toxazim assuring us he is not that MFR. Mm, so that means he definitely is definitely Tony is. Cosburner. Yeah, a little light on the super chat if that is Tony Khan. I mean, yeah, $1.99, my guy. She'd like $4.99, Universal Soldier, Lionheart, and Kickboxer are as good as Bloodsport. Brick, no hit back. Look, okay, wait a second. Let's, let's be real a second. Bloodsport is okay. Time Cop is as good. Time Cop is different, but Time Cop and Bloodsport are like the two double S tier JCVD films. JCVD. Yes. I Everything else. Don't use his initials. There was actually a movie, JCVD, where he played yeah, himself. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, Bloodsport and Time Cop are like perfect films. Double Trouble's underrated too. Dennis Rodman, primo. As long as he's not talking, he's good in that movie. Oh, Rodman? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when he was mad? He thought Wesley ripped him off for Demolition Man? <laughs> I mean, I kind of did. He, I, I kind of see it. I kind of see it. I could definitely see it. No, Lionheart's good. I mean, there's nothing good. But I'm just saying, like, the best, the best are Time Cop and Bloodsport. This entire podcast is going to be about Time Cop and Bloodsport. Forget everything it. on TV. Let's do it. Okay, here's the craziest shit about Bloodsport. Okay, so I watched that movie when I'm, like, 11 or 12 years old. Prime Bloodsport age as a young boy in the 80s. And I'm like, Frank Dukes, man. This dude, like, the Kumite. This... And I'm, like, meeting dudes that were in, like, the actual military and martial arts tournaments, like, friends of my dad's through, like, synagogue and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you hear about this Frank Duke guy and you know about the Kumite? And they're just looking at me like I'm crazy. Come to find out 30 years later, Frank Dukes made all this shit up. <laughs> like, there's no Kumite. He's no fighting champion. He didn't work for the CIA. Like, he sold people on this story. And, and all else, Marx believed him. Oh, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vince comes on TV and says wrestling is fake and your whole world is shattered. I know. Well, because at the end of Bloodsport, they're like Frank Dukes holds all these records and stuff like that movie really put over Frank Dukes. Yeah. And yes, it yeah. is double team, not double. I think I said double trouble. It's double team movie with Van Damme and Rodman. Give that a watch. That's, that's the one we replaced twins. Isn't the one we replaced twins also? Where Van Damme does? Yeah. Doesn't Van Damme play twins in a movie? Um, making um, double impact that's what double it was. impact was it yeah yes 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 then there was a weird one that was always a maximum impact where it's like die hard in a hockey stadium very strange very strange okay smackdown that's Yay. the reboot sound let's get it sammy and solo america's dream team <laughs> The street champ and the honorary ooze. 
It's good. Was it? It was actually this was a banger of an opening match. I really, it's really enjoyed this match. Mm-hmm. I really the, the show peaked match. at the opening, though. That was I agree. We talked about the first ten minutes of the show. I felt like the first ten minutes of this show was the best part. Yes, yeah, they took on Ricochet and Madcap Moss. Very hard hitting match. Very good. Sammy and Solo getting the win. Uh, th- isn't it weird that we worried about Solo Sokoa going to the main roster? People are going to start chanting. Me? No, no, no. Hear me out on this. We talked about this. The, the internet wrestling community worried they're going to be chanting Uso like they're not going to treat him as an individual. Yet you pair him with Sami Zayn, and he's getting over through his alliance with Sami Zayn more than with his family. Oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, that, that's a good take. I, I feel like this Uso, the Sami and Solo thing. They're gonna want to manage this because I know they've got their perfect plans with Roman Reigns, and I'm not saying Sami Zayn's coming for Roman Reigns' belt or anything, but this guy I feel like is getting more over. Than even they anticipated. They, they expected him to be the village idiot type guy who people would like and find funny. But yes, they're in Canada. But this guy is getting way over. And you better get ready for Sami Zayn because I feel like the Sami and Solo thing is right up the WWE playbook where you put these guys in a wacky tag team and both guys get over it. RK Bro, Team Hell No. I feel like Sami and Solo are along those lines. Although with Jay just trusting Sami, I'm just waiting. They're going to kick him out of the bloodline. And then maybe feuding with the Usos will be Sammy and KO. What if Solo takes Sammy's side and that's the tag team match, like Mm -hmm. title match that we get, Solo and Sammy against the Usos. But if it's Sammy and Kevin, they could be the wild Sam Owens. I just want to see Uh, Roman Reigns uh, manipulate all of them. Yeah, but I like that there's a pivot, though. That's interesting that we don't know if it's going to be Sammy and Solo or if it's going to be Sammy and Kevin. I could see either. Both would be really good stories because Sammy is like Solo's play toy. It's like he's the only person. He's like the Solo Whisperer. Solo's his mean guy, but Sammy has the key to his heart, whereas the Usos, or at least Jay Uso, hates him. So we can play on that. Or you can bring Kevin Owens when he feuds with Roman Reigns. That could be part of it. Yeah. At this point, I'd rather see Sammy and Solo. I, th- I think they've got lightning in the bottle with this thing, and I don't think they should break this up. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, video package carrying Cross and Drew McIntyre uh, ahead of their strap match at Extreme Rules. I don't know what Karen Cross is talking about half of the time, but it felt like a solid promo. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I was watching it like this is long and it's well produced, and uh, I, I get where he's going with this, but I, I couldn't really tell you the gist of it. Right, exactly. You don't know what he's talking about, but it felt intimidating. Good for him. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to all of Extreme Rules. It'll be good. Excited to see him strap it on. Hey, excuse me. Hey, oh. butch, 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 butch. butch. <laughs> uh, Austin Theory was there tonight, and we had Drew McIntyre versus Austin Theory with the Alpha Academy. Disqualification because Kevin Owens and Gargano came out to help. Drew McIntyre setting up the main event tonight. That's the problem, man. When they announced the main event was a six-man tag, mm-hmm. it was just going to like, yep, how show vibes. Yes. Yeah, especially when these people are involved in different feuds. It just felt like we're just going to give you the people that could make it to the show, and we're going to make it work no matter what. And I feel it like work. everybody's understanding. Yeah. But, that, like, we just saw we just saw a, 
a video package of Karrion Cross threatening Drew McIntyre's life, and then he just comes out and starts uh, cutting a promo on Austin Theory. Then he's teaming up with Kevin Owens, even though they just had an incredible back and forward promo against each other on Monday Night Raw. But now they're just buddy buddies because Johnny Gargano's here. Like it, it didn't make any sense, but I'm willing to look past it just because of the circumstances. Yes. Uh, and there was a QR code at the end of the cross promo. Yes, we've got some Easter eggs. I, I don't know which ones you guys noticed, but apparently there was a phone number and that played a message backwards and the message translated yes. to Bravo, Echo, Lima, Alpha, India, Romero, which are the call signs that spell Belair. So for those of you who think that possibly Alexa Bliss might be part of this, Alexa Bliss is aligned with Bianca Belair right now. So that would line up. And then it said, I am the way into the city of woe. I am the way into eternal sorrow. It was also the number 1911, which uh, people pointed out is a reference to a Mad Hatter sketch that Bray Wyatt did in the Firefly mm -hmm. Funhouse with the numbers 1911 on his hat. And then finally, if you looked at the image of the rabbit, there was a term Azazel. I don't know if I'm saying this correctly. It's Azazel. a fallen angel. Azazel. Shows you how much I look at religion. But go to it church, is dude. a demon character, fallen angel, if you will, with burnt wings, as Bray Wyatt has called himself. So there is a demon. What I got out of Bel Air is the French prince of Bel Air, who mm -hmm. is from Philadelphia and where mm -hmm. is Extreme Rules at? Philly. Just saying. Just saying. So you're saying that Will Smith is going to slap somebody at Extreme Rules? Either that or The Fiend is going to come for Bianca Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, unless this is a red herring because who knows how much of this is actually hinting towards something I mean, or a red herring okay as someone who's run an alternate reality game before and it definitely started off rocky a lot of this stuff sounds like this is like i'm gonna do this and it's gonna blow their mind like a lot of it is very there is no they're just keep tossing out like clues I would be shocked if this all comes together in a coherent fashion. But that's fine because Bray shows up, everyone's going to go ape shit, and that's the end of it. But if Will Smith shows up and slaps someone at Extreme Rules, I would love it. Normally, the idea is you're trying to layer together a complete story that is told through your experience solving the stuff. I want Will Smith to slap Omas and just, just see what happens. <laughs> Uh, yes. Sheet Black, four ninety nine, drinking bourbon and lemon drop martinis. Sami Zayn and Corbin are two of the most underrated wrestlers I've seen in the last five years. I mean, Sami underrated anymore? I feel like Sami's finally being rated. Yeah, the cat's out of the bag with Sami Zayn. He is, especially right around now. I would say within the past year or two, ever since he got with Roman Reigns and was able to shine at this level. Not even that. I feel like that match he had against Johnny Knoxville, you could argue, was the best match at WrestleMania. It was one of the most mm. fun I've ever had watching a wrestling match. Yeah, and it was so fun. from there on, I feel like people started to give him the props he deserves. Yeah, I agree in regards to Corbin as far as the end of days. He's one of my most favorite finishers of all time. I will go to argue. I think the end of days is an excellent looking finisher, and I'm still pissed off that Drew McIntyre kicked out of it. Drew ruins everything. Why you gotta Yeah, for real. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, maximum male models, maximum male models, maximum male models was doing poses to bring home the title, and that title was the Canadian record for the longest pose. And Max Dupree decided, I'm serious, I'm not gonna sit back and take this fucking shit. So he <laughs> just he walked tonight for maximum. Good for male. him. Good for him. Was it Max I Dupree who walked, that. or was it LA Knight? Give me a QR yeah, code. Give me a QR code. <laughs> we'll give a QR code. It'll be like the zip code to like downtown LA. <laughs> Here's what I'm thinking because we saw that fantastic segment with Pretty Deadly. Then I saw these maximum male model guys, which God love them. We loved them early, but it's clearly been defined at a certain level. And I don't think they're coming out of that. I feel like the more we see maximum male models, the less impactful Pretty Deadly will be. If they bring that act to the main roster, which I absolutely think they should. I think WWE is onto something here. What they're doing with Pretty Deadly is something they have not really done since like the Chuck and Billy days, and I'm here for this. Uh, but if you have maximum male models there, it's kind of the same vibe, and I feel like it would water it down, and people would just associate Pretty Deadly with that, which they are two completely different. How things. are you getting the same vibes from Pretty Deadly and maximum male models? I'm not. I'm saying people who watch W, like there, people who don't watch NXT week to week and aren't going to really invest themselves to that degree. If you just bring out Pretty Deadly and try to get people to like them to this mainstream audience, they're just going to look at it and be like, oh, like those maximum male model no, guys who flamed out. Like, oh, those maximum male models are beautiful and fabulous for a living. Pretty Deadly are fabulous and beautiful as a lifestyle, as a way of life. Exactly. Okay, but that's semantics. That, that kind of is the same vibe of what you're describing. No, I it's, don't know. They're both kind of metrosexual. They're both, you know what I mean? They, they both do have that same fashionable, high-maintenance males. Pretty Deadly uh, leans into the Siegfried and Roy vibes a little more. But... I would argue the beauty of Pretty Deadly is it's not so metro. Like, I think they are... Like yeah. they're they're not being overt about it, but yeah, like I, I feel like I'm picking up what they're putting down, and I am here for it. It's Billy and Chuck, and I think this is something oh, that Billy and Chuck was a little different. Okay, that's what I'm saying. But they're doing it in this generation. They're not making fun of the fact that they might be gay. It's they're kind of going with it in terms of hey, these guys might be an item, and I think that this is something in WWE that is so unique to WWE that I want to see them 
see this through. I just feel like it would be watered down. And it, it means more than just your typical model gimmick, which I feel like some people would just associate that with. I think with Pretty Deadly, I mean, I don't know. Pretty Deadly's never talked about it. Um, but I think with beauty like that, you, you need to share that with the world. Why limit yourself? I can't stop thinking about them making their way to the ring in Tigers now after you mentioned Sigfred and Roy. That's all I've been thinking about ever. It'll be the rest of the these beautiful white tigers. Oh my God. But uh, so we have to do that. I love that. But if we want to be really real about it, outside of the performance center, yeah, I I mean, here we are in 2022. I'm curious how that plays on the main roster. I hope it plays well. How curious are you? Are you by curious? You're just kind of curious. (laughs) <laughs> Butch. <laughs> hey, I mean, for pretty deadly, I mean, never say never, Alfred. I mean, these guys yeah. are very attractive. They're very good. Listen, as a heterosexual man, I'm going to say pretty deadly. They were being showcased in these HD cameras. They're very good looking men. They, you know, they're Which one very do you think well is prettier? Which one do you think is prettier? Kind of an Elven Prince guy. I got to. Wow. Okay. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put it out there. I've done worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> Same. <laughs> thinking about you, Alfred, the other night. Pause. Uh, no, I was thinking about you because I was like, so <laughs> when you're when you're at Applebee's, and if this isn't your pickup line, this needs to be your pickup line. When you see someone sort of bent over the bar, you know, like trying to get a drink or something, you need to go up. Like, not behind them, because that's a little creepy, but just right. with a respectable distance and just say, hmm, that's eating good in the neighborhood. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that Glenn is just I randomly sitting there thinking about this. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to improve my love life. That, that's a friend right there. I may yeah. have said something like that to my wife the other night. <laughs> It well, did it work? Don't, don't, don't give me that line if it's not going to work. Uh, no, my, no, my, my wife said, did you just compare me to Applebee's? <laughs> but if you're in Applebee's, that's like some next level shit. Oh, yeah. That's like, you know, yeah, we put a car inside your car. Like, that's like. Look, you know, that might boys. be the only place you can use a line like that. So I love yeah. you. Even if you're Applebee's, don't use that line. It's not going <laughs> to work. Okay. I'm just telling you right now. Take my advice here. It's not all in the delivery. Work. Wait, let me see. How will you deliver it, Alfred? Well, I mean, I would need the, the woman to see what she's eating. Or if she, Coco, in fact, use your imagination good. here, okay? I'll, I'll, Glenn was able to imagine it. Come on. Well, that looks like eating good in the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't use it. Don't use it. Yeah, I got to practice. I, I, yeah. You got you to really get the Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then and then if they go, excuse me, you go. I was referring to those fajitas over there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, you gotta have an out. <laughs> gotta have an out. Ah, uh, she black fuck ninety nine. Will they let L A Knight make it since he's old? I mean, look here. Be careful what you wish for, folks. I mean, look. I want to be proven wrong. I hope L A Knight becomes the biggest star in all of the WWE. But I don't see how he is. I I, I think maximum male models is doing. Is they haven't booked great, but I think they're pretty over. And I don't know that he's going to get more over as LA Knight, who I still can't tell you what his gimmick is. Yeah, it's interesting with LA Knight because I feel like he's in the Karrion Cross category as somebody who Vince McMahon hated, wrote off, didn't like, but Triple H does. I feel like LA Knight is a very old school type guy in terms of how he views wrestling, and Triple H 
seems like he's taking a liking to him. So I feel like Triple H would support LA Knight, but I don't know how far he would go due to his age. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, but with pretty, I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, pretty deadly. Maximum male models, same roster. But they've done so that before. Some at Applebee's and pretty deadly shows up riding white tigers and they use that pickup line. I will fall for it. Well, honestly. there you go. Yeah. There you go. Also, it's the same company. I don't even think it's the same show. I don't think when pretty deadly is ready to come to the main roster, even now, I think they should might do away with it. I just don't want people making that simple connection and not giving them a chance. If you give pretty deadly a chance, which I think they'll be fine either way. They'll be fine. But with this maximum male models in the air, I feel like it's undercutting pretty deadly. It is tough that we've seen it before with other gimmicks uh, where it's like they're on separate rosters, but very similar. You saw that with Corbin and Cameron Grimes where Cameron Grimes is doing a rich guy gimmick the exact same time as Corbin. They were both actually pretty great, but eventually Cameron Grimes stopped doing his gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I do not know. Uh, Hit Row beat Los Lotharios in a delightful match. Yeah, nice showcase. Menudo rejects forever. <laughs> yeah, I don't think all Lotharios are very over. Um. Oh, what did you think of Ronda Rousey? Uh, man, she's been... I thought tonight was the first time she called Liv Hooters Barbie, but apparently she said that before. It's like she Googled, read a Wikipedia article on Liv Morgan, and it was like, oh, she used to work at Hooters. Like, that's like... I got one factoid. That's that's like the one thing I got. Just stuck with her. You know, that's why isn't she mentioning... I mean, everybody uh, always yeah. uses Ronda Rousey losing in UFC, so why can't she go and use the same line everybody uses? Why not? Maybe they're laying the groundwork for the return of Liv Morgan's manager at Hooters who got her into the wrestling business. I'm here for Ronda Rousey as the internet sleuth and she just starts looking up (laughs) personal information about everybody and just bringing up their past. Maybe she can figure out who the White Rabbit is. Well, there you go. Well, she she seems like she kind of didn't spill the 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 beans a little bit. That's that's how you knew it was Bray Wyatt because no one really smartens up Ronda in terms of, you know, Ronda's just on that stream saying whatever she wants. So she just, I'm sure... Somebody would have come up to Ronda and like, do not say it's the White Rabbit. But if they're keeping it so close to the vest that Ronda's just like, no, no, it's probably Bray Wyatt. I mean, I tweeted this, but Ronda is starting to blend in more with the women's division. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Really? I feel like they're going out of the way to blend make her in. stand out. Yeah, yeah because I, I was going to say she looks like she's above the, the rest of them is right she? now. Yes. Without, I'm sorry, I don't mean I don't mean to bring them back up, but without any of the horse women there, Ronda just looks like a bigger star than everybody uh, else in that women. women's division. Yeah, that's what I said. Even though like, you apologize, that's still pretty messy. Damn, the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I said. I've been drinking. Sorry. <laughs> no, we're the first half, but you said horse women. Horse, horse women. Horse women. Without like Char- without like a Charlotte yeah, Flair, no. a Becky Lynch there, Ronda just looks way above all of them. Mm-hmm. See, I thought she had a pretty balanced match with uh, Natty tonight. I thought it was good, but I thought her promo. The problem is Ronda's promos. Ronda's promos. Like she's like ten percent of the time she hits it out of the park. Yeah, they're not the greatest, and I don't even think it's that she can't talk. Her delivery is weird. Her choice of language is weird, and 
it's almost like Rhonda is, because I know this is in the case, but maybe she's like one of these people, no, this is a case. She lives like in isolation on a farm. So maybe she doesn't talk to people every day. So she doesn't really understand what how like, it is. That she's, like, she's like Nell. She's like a feral child. Like, yeah. Talking with her hands and grunts like on the farm. I mean, what? So that might be like the only time she gets to really talk and have conversations is when she's doing these promos. And they do seem out there, man. I mean, it's a lot better than Liv Morgan trying to be hardcore. Liv is hardcore. And Coming out with her little glitter bat. She swanged that bat worse than the entire freaking Red Sox lineup. Come on. No one in wrestling ever uses a bat correctly or a sledgehammer. It doesn't matter. You don't create this uh, speculation in a match and then come out and, I don't know. They haven't done Liv Morgan any favors in her booking as champion since she wants this. Since, since she won the title, they haven't. Uh, her victory against Shayna, I thought, was good. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even... Com- I mean, the fact, the fact that it was a victory against Shayna was good. That's great. Shayna has lost to everybody and their mom since she came to the main roster, so... It's, it's going to be tough for Liv Morgan. I'm not liking the trajectory here, especially if and probably when she loses to Ronda Rousey. This will have been a failure of a title reign when... When, if you remember when she won it, I mean, and I'm just saying, compared to when she won it, she was the biggest baby face that night. People were happy for her. She felt like the people's champion, like somebody who, I mean, my take early on in that title reign was if they beat her too early into this run, people are going to turn and it might make her a bigger star. But we are way removed from that. I think they are going to beat her now. And I don't think people are going to care as much because of how no, she, she still was. acts like a freaking fan with a replica belt instead of like a real champion. I don't buy her as champ. She needs she needs a little more attitude to her. Yeah, and and it did not help that even though they're saying she's the only person who's ever beaten Ronda Rousey twice, that fluke win over Ronda Rousey for a baby face just killed her dead. Well, what did you think of Imperium facing off with Sheamus tonight? This was good. Great stuff. I'm looking yeah. forward to all of their matches against each other, whatever it is coming up. I'm here for it. I'm such it. a yeah. badass. Yeah. Seamus is good. Do you think he's going to get that you God. <laughs> oh, when, when Seamus first came out, I didn't realize he had a shirt on because he's so freaking white. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was wearing just... <laughs> you thought it was a farmer's tan. Just the suspenders with nothing under it. Yeah, anyways, I thought this segment was great. <laughs> No, this is great. This is a great program. It's interesting because him winning the IC title is a pretty big deal. It'll be that title that he won to where now he's won everything. And I don't feel like they've done enough to promote that. So I feel like whenever he does beat Gunther, they'll have made a big deal about him finally winning that title he's never won. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, Bailey versus Shotzi. A delightful match. The tank is back. The tank is back. And Bailey got that win. When did Bailey change her hair color? I really like this look on her. It's been it's, like this. Yeah, since SummerSlam. Well, I've, you know, she hasn't been on SmackDown, really. So. Oh, that's right. Wow, you really don't watch Raw. Quantum Leap is on Mondays now. Yeah. I've been SmackDown like two weeks ago. Yes, Bear Hudson. I get your reference. I'm not reading that out loud. <laughs> uh, we can censor it. PH. You, you go for it. No. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, you delivery. No, no, no. I want you to. This is like at Applebee's. You okay. see, you see that cougar at the bar, and you go up, and uh, and this is my opening line to her. And and yeah, and and she's watching SmackDown, and she's like, oh, uh, you know, uh, the Imperium is double teaming Sheamus, and then you say, 
You know, uh, sorry to impose. I never thought about this, but double team sounds like something on Pornhub. Hey now. I mean, who's moist? John Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, it really does sound like that. Thank you for pointing that out, Bear. Got uh, to see the tank tonight. That was nice. It yeah, was. Good. Such a surprising thing for, because it was taken away in the Vince McMahon era. So, that's what I feel like. I felt like that's all Vince would see in her. Listen, I'm a big Shotzi Blackheart fan, but that type of vibe has never been Vince's thing. So I felt like he would see the tank and be like, we can make a lot of money off these tanks. But they took it away from her immediately. Yes. Uh, No, I know. And then after uh, Bailey was attacking her and we had Bianca Belair came out and made the save. Yes. Happy to see her. And the main event tonight, Drew McIntyre, Johnny Gargano, and Kevin Owens versus Austin Theory and Alpha Academy. Good house show main event, as you alluded to. It made me want to see Otis versus Gargano. They were doing some stuff oh, yeah. together that made me was like, yeah. I never thought about I don't even know if they worked together when Otis was with Heavy Machinery in NXT, but I feel like they'd have a good match. KO's yeah, looking good. KO's looking in better shape. You forgot to mention KO telling uh, Sammy oh, Sammy. Sammy he needed to get a new shirt. Yes. <laughs> He's jealous mm-hmm. Roman Reigns saying giving him no shirt. You know what that's funny is that Sami Zayn has become such a babyface that they've had all these babyfaces like AJ Styles and Ricochet and Madcap and all these guys make fun of Sami for that shirt. It does come off like they're jealous, especially mm-hmm. because these people yeah. love Sami Zayn. So when you see these baby faces like, oh, you're wearing the Unori U shirt, huh? It does sound like you're jealous. Wouldn't you be? I would be. Don't you want a shirt from Roman Reigns? I want a hand-delivered shirt from Roman Reigns. But unlike you, that's all I want. Would you ever take it off if Roman Reigns told you wear this shirt now? I know you take it off if he told you to. Oh, one thousand! You didn't even have to say anything. (laughs) For Sammy, I mean, this is like an outsider getting asked to join the Osmonds or the Jackson Five. Like, if you were, like, the white guy and they were, like, we're going to make it the Jackson 6. I'm not Jackson. Who cares? I'd love to see Sammy and the Jackson 5, like, trying to keep up with their choreography. <laughs> Have you yeah, seen him dance, healthy. though? He can dance. He can move. He can Sammy dance. can move. He yeah. kind of does it. Legit- and he, like, does ska dancing, where it's just you got to kind of feel the vibe. I've been <laughs> saying all six years I've been doing this podcast that Sammy Zane has, the, like, biggest... Uh, fan favorite star potential in all of the WWE. And I'm glad that people are finally coming around to this. Yeah, he's lovable. Absolutely is. And when he does a pure face turn again, I think it's going to just be next level. Yeah. Because his sincerity is off the charts. <laughs> that yeah sounded like LA Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, the main event so was good. It. We're all done for tonight. <laughs> good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> But wait, Return of the Jedi was on TNT. And once you know it, it was a special edition. So we didn't get the Ewok song at the end. We didn't get old crusty Anakin, Ghost. We got uh, Hayden Christensen as Anakin. Uh, And then we went into Rampage, which would be uh, Soraya's name if she went to TNA Impact. Uh, so the acclaimed versus private party 
versus the Butcher and the Blade for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Adam Levine referenced in the freestyle, super over, getting that win. But Issa, what did you think of the segment and the match? Super surprisingly good match and opener. Again, another show that peaked in the first 10 minutes. I, I was shocked by how good this match was. I still can't understand why these teams are getting a shot at the tag teams. Like, I get it. They haven't updated the rankings since August 31st, if you go look at their website. But I don't I don't understand why these teams are getting tag team shots. Just saying. Outside of that, it was a fun match. I did enjoy the Adam Levine reference, but that's kind of a cowardly way out because Emate Udoka is the cheater reference you want to make if you want to be edgy. But the acclaim are baby faces now, so maybe he's not going down that road, but so many things rhyme with Udoka. I would have liked to hear Max Caster's bars about him. Thought this was cool. Daddy Ass considers continues to be over. And uh the acclaim is they're one of the hottest things in AEW. They do feel very, very hot. I'm glad they're finally doing something with them. Yeah. Yeah, like putting them on Rampage. That's yeah. that's how yeah. you get a team over. <laughs> it's kind of their show. It's kind of their show. It really is. You know? I'm glad 300,000 people are seeing them. <laughs> it's going to be a fast national Saturday tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. At This Is Nasty. <laughs> what about Lee Moriarty versus Fuego Del Sol? Who's more over in this match? <laughs> Lee Moriarty got that win. Morrissey was out there mean mugging the camera. No, that's that's Kit Rock after he ate Kit Rock. He <laughs> got taller instead of fatter. JR with the and he's seven feet tall. And in my head, I said, You can't teach that. Yeah. Um yeah. Why do you have people like Miro and Andrade and so many people and we just see Fuego on the sun? <laughs> anyway. That's the thing. Rampage could be one of these shows for, and I don't even want to say second tier guys. Guys who we know are top tier guys who just don't get the TV time. Why not put them on Rampage? Like, why not put Miro on Rampage every week or Andrade on Rampage every week? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's weird. Because the Fuego. Booking- the booking of this show, like, what is the purpose of Rampage? Is it supposed to set up Dynamite? Is it supposed to showcase new talent? Like, they don't have a clear through line. They're trying to do all this it's stuff. An, right? It's okay. an alternative to NyQuil. He says, Barn Rampage up tonight. I love it. Wow. <laughs> that is a good point, though. The what, Because here's the thing. Even if they define it as a developmental as you could still grow your audience and have an identity. NXT did that. They defined themselves as developmental and they got a grassroots following. If they found out what Rampage was and what they wanted to do with it and what type of show they wanted it to be, that could help the show. But it just feels like they have to do it on Fridays. They're going to do the matches that are just going to get away with doing for the sake of having them. And then we move on. I mean, if they had an extra day, if this was live and it was like, okay, so we did Wednesday night. Now we've got Thursday. Let's spitball some stuff for Rampage, guys. What did we have that didn't work on Wednesday? What could we continue? Like, I think that would be fresher than we got to do it all the same night we do Dynamo. Yeah. You know? Because if this, this wasn't was how they book out... Rampage from the beginning. So you had top tier guys on Rampage yeah, at first. You, they yeah. were putting CM Punk. They were putting Brian on there. Like, they were Omega. putting Mox, Omega. Yeah. And then at some point, 
it, it got give up on and it became uh, dark and evolution, but on TNT. I honestly think in the run-up to CM Punk, like the first couple of months, I think mean, that was the second week of Rampage. I do really believe that Tony Khan wanted to make Rampage an A-show on the level of Dynamite. And it did come off that way for the first you know couple of months. Yeah. But as soon as they fell backwards into that pattern of being like a B-show, they just gave up. They didn't even try to recover that. And that's such a hard thing to shake. People are going to, there are people to this day who have come back to watch wrestling, but they're watching Raw because they still feel like SmackDown's a B-show. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, yeah. if we did this podcast and then right when we got done, it was like, okay, now let's record the one that we're going to show in two days. Like, that would not be our A game yeah. for that second Correct. podcast we do. A different night, maybe a smaller audience. Like, yeah, they have the TV deal, they have the money. That's what's important. If you were to do Rampage in, you know, 300 people or just a smaller audience in a different feel and a different setup, maybe that could help. Yeah. As long as it was on a different night, though, because then the people would need to be live. Do it in Tony Khan's garage. There's a couple of weeks coming up. Bets, like Raw Underground. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> or like the Kumite. Why? Why? Why is... I mean, Lucha Underground is the closest thing we've gotten to a Kumite wrestling promotion. There's a couple of weeks coming up in October in which Rampage is live. I'm curious to see what they'll do with it. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, um, Lee Moriarty getting that win. Jamie Hayter versus Willow Nightingale. Willow, Willow Nightingale is now, this is the sixth match. Every time she has been on Dynamite or Rampage, Willow Nightingale loses. Willow Nightingale, who has more star power than 80% of the AEW roster, male and female, cannot get a win on AEW TV. She don't have any more star power than Jamie Hayter. Yeah, Jamie was over, and Jamie's somebody they should do something with. And Willow Nightingale yeah. is a quintessential lovable loser because she is absolutely lovable in terms of if you see her for the first time, you're going to want to root for her, and she loses a lot. But I think that's going to be part of the formula that's going to really get her over eventually as just this underdog. Once she starts winning, I think people are going to really get behind her. There's uh, something happening with Jamie Hayter right now, mm-hmm. and it feels kind of like Chris Tatlander momentum, Ruby Soho momentum that they had, and they kind of like didn't do anything with it. I so really, you mean really they hope book them they... until they lose to Jade Cargill or Britt Baker. Right. I just really hope they do something with her because I, I really, I can see her momentum building, and and I'm excited. What needs to happen? They need to put that belt on Britt Baker to flip to Jamie Hayter. And then you'll make a star and you'll also make that belt more important because God bless Tony Storm. Like, who cares if she's a champ? There's no re- rhyme or reason Damn. for it. They didn't get to do the Thunder Rosa, Thunderstorm blow off. So it was very random and there hasn't been any meaning behind it. But you got Jamie Hayter who's come up out of nowhere. It's like, she's done a good job, but she's been Britt Baker's henchman or henchwoman. She's been so good at it that people are now getting behind her. It's the mm. Batista formula. Have Britt Baker win that belt and then you slowly yep. tease Jamie Hayter coming for her, and that you make a star doing that. One of the yep, better drawing WrestleManias in the modern era is WrestleMania 21, when they did that exact same thing with Batista. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a good match, but yeah, I just yeah, it was. It is a challenging show. Um, so Ryan Nemeth was in the ring. Hooks music Why? hit. <laughs> You think of backstage with Ryan Nemeth, they're like, so uh, when's your brother's contract coming <laughs> Didn't you say Dolph was going to be in Jacksonville this weekend? Did you uh, bring him as a guest? 
Is his is his contract would that preclude him from doing stand up comedy on AEW TV? Because uh, you know we're open. <laughs> He's not necessarily wrestling. He could be Nick Nemeth. Yeah, everybody loves the stand up. Oh yeah, Netflix specials lining up. I've never actually seen a stand up. Is it? I've seen it like not live. I've only seen like parts of it. It's it's, it's fine. So when he's touring, when he's at uh, the Irvine Improv, are you going to be like trying to get on? Like, hey, you know, can I? Uh... I'd love to. Hey, book me if you're in town. Yeah. Uh, I, I know he goes to spot? Austin a lot. Yeah, sure. I would host the Dolph Ziggler show. That'd be fun. Absolutely. I'd grease that crowd up for him. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Hook. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rush versus John Silver in the main event tonight. Did this titillate your senses, Issa? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to the hardcore AEW fans that love tonight's show. I was not eating good in the neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, like, and this, we talked about this before. Like, WWE, when they have a whack episode of SmackDown, when it's a whackdown, uh, they got to be thinking silver lining. People are just not even going to bother to turn over. Like, they're, we've, we've made them so sick of wrestling mm. tonight that they can't even bear. Like, they've already found something else to watch by the time Rampage goes on the air. I can see it, and this would yeah. Be and tonight's SmackDown was not a very strong one. So, yeah. you go into you go into Rampage, and you're not even hyped from SmackDown. It makes your Rampage viewing experience so much more worse if you don't have a solid show to watch because it's just again, it just feels like a very mid kind of night. And like I said earlier, I'm willing to look past it. I know both rosters had to deal with the whole Hurricane thing, etc. But I just uh, okay. I mean, I'm excited for Andrade to leave AEW. <laughs> Oh, That's yeah, a big, yeah. That was a big story coming out of this, is that yeah. now Andrade, is it Preston 10 fans that he's facing that it's a mask versus career match? One of the AEW Dark Order guys. I don't know. Evil Uno, Preston, they're all the same. Yeah. Mask yeah, versus career. Masks. Andrade might have to leave AEW. He's been complaining. He's, he's been retweeting he's people like, saying he's not wrestling enough. I need him to come out and just lay down and be like, pin me, pin me now. <laughs> Seriously, there, there's so many people in that locker room. They're like, hey, man, I want a match where I can leave AEW. What about me? Like, there needs to be a battle royal where if you get eliminated, you leave AEW. I bet you half of them would just jump out. It would be a race to see who jumps out last. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would pop so hard if, if Andrade just be like, come on, please, please, I'm begging you, man. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be so funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna happen next week. Yeah, I think Andrade wins. They did something similar when there were those rumors that Chris Jericho is gonna leave for a while to go tour with Fozzie. They did a match where it was Chris Jericho is gonna leave if he loses to make people think that that's gonna be the out. But then he won and everything was normal. But uh, Rush got the win in this match, and then Andrade, Jose, and Rush attack Silver and Reynolds. Evil, you know, I know, I know, I see it. Duro Blanco. My my Anglo tongue. Um, Evil Uno and Ten ran down to make the save, but the Butcher and Blade headed down to level them. Hangman Adam Page. Why? I don't know. Are they friends with each other? Like, did I miss something here? Yes. You know, I, I'm sorry. I have to say this. I I am already already too negative, but AW has horrible character development. Like, I watch this show every week, and half of the time, I don't know who half of these people on the show are, even though I watch every week. 
And like people come out to like make the safe for other people that I don't even understand if they ever hung out ever. Like I don't understand anything that happens in this show, honestly. It is okay. one of the biggest weaknesses is their ability to develop characters yeah. past these stories. Because a lot of what they lean on is realistic. It's not necessarily being creative and creating a story behind a person. It's like they're making, you got the heel MJF making fun of Wheeler Yuta for not being charismatic. And it's like, that's something you want to hide. You really don't want to make that the focal point. You got to get creative and you're not really doing him any service. By I don't, I don't even understand why he's. I don't even understand why he's allowed to speak. Me neither. You got to develop the character. Like you've got to do something mm-hmm. with this guy because at the same time he's being called uncharismatic, he's cutting these uncharismatic promos and making MJF look like he's right and he's the heel. Yeah, but yes. you don't put I don't know MJF the biggest return and then he gets uh, he gets killed with the whole press conference thing and then you put him in a field with Wheeler Yuta. That that's yeah. that's your train of thought going into your biggest return. We all waited for NJF to come back and this is the best you have for him right now. I'd rather him sit on the stand with his giant poker ship the entire time. Yeah. Um, and uh, Hangman Adam Page in that yellow shirt looking like a protagonist from a Richard Linklater movie. It was better he than the pink one. Right out of stand. everybody wants them. Uh, okay, you said take a beat a second. Give me a, give me a roosh in a second here. Just uh, go and one, two, three, and roosh. Roosh. That was good. Roosh. There we go. Really rolled that. Really that. It's all in the tongue. It is all in the tongue. Hey now. Uh, so. I've been told. Roosh. Got the win on that match. Congratulations, Roosh. Roosh. Watch. Roosh. Watch. Who would win in a match between Rouge. and Butch? Butch. There you go. Oh, still Butch. I would take Butch too. Rampage was fine tonight. This was this was a pleasant night of not super meaningful wrestling. It was mediocre. Like no. Yeah, there was nothing here for me. I feel like nothing if we didn't cover this show. The only thing coming out of the show was the Andrade. There was really nothing cool. here for me. Nothing. You no. just good wrestling and whatnot. Okay, I like me some good wrestling, but what happened here that we're going to remember and be talking about even two weeks from now? Rush. Andrade laying down to take the pin. I guess. Yes. No, not even that because. Right. Um, no, I think my favorite thing was the QR code and everything that bus- like all the citizen detectives on Twitter putting things together. Let me tell you something, okay? I know AEW likes being cute and they like playing off of real life storylines. We're talking about all this forcing your way out of contracts and stuff like that. And Tony Khan saying he's not releasing anybody. If Andrade wants to finesse, like, let's say the plan is for him to win this match. <laughs> If he gets himself disqualified and something loses a match, the rules are the rules. Then he, he gets off TV. Maybe this is a way to force yourself out of the contract, Andrade. It's like the reverse Montreal screw job. It's like you tell the referee, ring that goddamn bell. Uh Sheet Black, Buck 99. Tista was Devin's bodyguard first as the Usher. That's right. And I don't think that gimmick was as bad as people always say it was. I remember it being very entertaining and watching it back. It's just, I don't know if it was before it's time. I don't know if people were weirded out by the religious thing, but I loved Deacon Batista and, and with the, the Reverend Devon. I thought he really committed to that and they didn't get a fair shake. 
Wait, so if you're Tony Khan, do you tell whoever he's wrestling do not, if Andrade is planning to win, do you tell this person do not attempt to pin him at any point? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, what they, <laughs> like, what if he gets counted out? They got to think this through. They better they better have some shooters on the outside of the ring that can get Andrade back in there. I'm telling you, you better go get Josh Woods. If, and... I, if I'm Andrade, I either come out and lay down or I punch the referee right off the yeah. bat. The bell rings, punch the referee. Thank you. See, I can't wait for this match now. I want to see if Andrade tries to get himself disqualified and thrown out of AEW. <laughs> Come on, Andrade, you can do it. Let's finesse that contract, baby. The biggest, the biggest topics here were the QR code and something that's happening next week. That should tell you how interesting tonight's episodes mm. were. Thank you so much. I always take it by, did you, was there something that you missed if you didn't watch? And there wasn't because all you I have mean, to do is get on social media and you'll see everything about the QR code. Yeah. So... But here's the here's the good news, Isa. I know it's late where you are, and I hope you're doing well. It looks like you got power. I'm glad. I did. Did you see that I lost it in the middle of the podcast on Wednesday? No, no. Wow. And it didn't come back until 10 30 a.m. the next day. Wow. Puerto Rico. Damn. Uh, but Alfred, it is 9 34 on the West Coast, which means Applebee's is open for like another two and a half hours. So let's let's try again. Uh let's try again with just practicing like the Applebee's pickup lines. Like we don't have to just talk about the ones we talked about earlier, but you got you got any other ones in the hopper that we can kind of like amp your game up for tonight you don't want me to workshop the eating good in the neighborhood i think eating the good neighborhood is i think that that's a solid eight you know what else can we do with okay i thought of one but i think it's too inappropriate (laughs) it has to do with the word hood and i don't know if i want to get into that oh well (laughs) i mean eating in their hoods and you know it's all kinds of yeah, I mean, <laughs> people got to eat in the hood. <laughs> they do. They do you have know? to eat in it, around my, it, on it. My guy, Bob Bunny, is in your hood for the next two days, Alfred. Oh, is he's he having be his so concert. Bad? Yeah, he's uh, tonight and tomorrow. Sold out, of course. Nice. Wait, next week is a two-hour rampage? Oh, God, no. Please, no. Oh, good lord. Okay. What did I do? I saw I saw like CM Punk on that press conference. What did I do? What did I do, Dave? What, what did, did I do, I do Dave? Dave? You know what that what did I do, Dave? Is CM Punk's version of how sway. That's how? CM Punk's how sway is what did I do, Dave. It's become it's become a clip on my streams. Fun fact. It's a great drop. There we go. Okay, so Alfred, maybe live stream from the Applebee's later. Yes, you know? absolutely. And you guys, uh, send me some uh, pickup lines that I could use at Applebee's about eating good in people's neighborhoods. There you go. So on that note, folks, everybody have a great weekend. We will catch you back here next week on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Everybody, take care. Rush. 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 When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.